the Showplace Theater. We have the Counting Crows in concert tonight. They have a few tickets left. I would suggest getting on the phone or getting uh, what I would really do is get on Riverwind.com and get your tickets. There are a few seats left, but they're going quickly. Or if you're coming out to the casino, stop by the uh, Showplace Theater box office, get your seats for Counting Crows tonight. The Showplace Theater will be rocking with one of the best bands uh, of the 90s, the Counting Crows. And then tomorrow night, we have the final Beats and Bites show of the summer schedule, and that will be Gary Allen on the Coupale Works Beats and Bites stage tomorrow night. Food trucks, the very best local food trucks out there, arts and crafts, games for the kids, kids under 12 get in free. Uh, get out there, enjoy some music. Again, outdoors 2023 final Beats and Bites show of the summer presented by Coupale Works with Gary Allen tomorrow night. We also have the big drawing, the final drawing in the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration happening tomorrow night. Five grand prize winners will be uh, picked late tomorrow night. They're going to win at least $5,000 in cash, at least. And uh, the preliminary drawings up until 1130, they will also have a bunch of uh, cash and bonus play to give away in the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration happening here at the newly revamped Riverwind Casino. Again, the best is even better here at Riverwind. All right. Uh, TJ has had to uh, come out of the bullpen on the board. Do we have our uh, David Stone Saturday night special open? Because we do, before we, we do. go, t- we do. TJ, there you go. I just got your message. TJ's got it ready to roll. Of course he does. He's full of pimento cheese and jalapenos and a Chick fil A sandwich, which, by the way, was pretty tasty, I might say. Well, I'm about to have my second one. Uh, go for man. it, yeah, man. Uh, I'm so They're jealous. good. They're good. I would, I would say maybe not a five star, but a really high four star sandwich but speaking of five stars let's hear it one more time big decision coming down tomorrow night for david stone and the saturday night special There you go. Uh, you know that David Stone is rocking with the Bay City Rollers and those uh, wireless earbuds. I'm sure he will be in the uh, pregame festivities tomorrow night. It's going to be on ESPN2. The decision comes down at halftime. And this, Travis Davidson up there in Tulsa, is the biggest recruiting commitment decision to come down the pike for Oklahoma in a long, long time. And it's coming down tomorrow night. Yeah, long awaited. I mean, for years, really. Um, you know, he's been, ever since he's become a high level prospect uh, at a young age, even before he went out to IMG, uh, I think everybody kind of had him circled as a top OU target. So, uh, yeah, big time uh, recruitment. Uh, obviously, all eyes have been on him. He, uh, just as we predicted on these airwaves yesterday, Steely, when the OU edit came out, it wasn't long before a Michigan State edit would come That's out. That's right. Yeah, I would just, ex- it happened today. I would expect a Miami edit to come out tomorrow morning. Here's the thing. I spoke with uh, one Hayes Fawcett uh, probably six months ago and asked him about 
like how people since he does all the edits and announces and he works for on three now everything like that he's really taking advantage of that opportunity i asked him are are kids more uh i don't know uh in tune with kind of a production schedule or programming schedule when it comes to their announcements right do they tell them hey on this date i want to release a top 10 on this date i want a top five on this date i want the two schools on this date we're going to drop this edit and he said yes there was uh there are a couple guys that know exactly where they want to go, but they kind of have a schedule that they wanted to go by. And I don't know exactly that that was David Stone, but it certainly seems like it with the way he's been cutting down schools. And then now it seems like the run-up to his commitment, he's going to go three days out, do OU, two days out, uh, or one day out, do Michigan State, and then Miami will get the last edit, and then that evening he will put on the hat so uh it's it's all very calculated and i'm just ready for this thing to be over with man <laughs> no doubt monday's going to be very interesting look uh I, i'm not going to put a, an official prediction out there but all signs again have been pointing to oklahoma has there been some uh, michigan state momentum yes has there been some miami momentum the answer there is yes but throughout this recruitment, most people have thought, and there's still a bunch of crystal balls and future casts out there for David Stone to end up at Oklahoma. But I'm not saying anything about, you know, I'm, I'm not making any predictions here because you got strike one with David Hicks last year. You got strike two with uh, Williams Winery recently. And if this is strike three, with a big five-star defensive lineman, the Oklahoma fan base is going to go absolutely insane. And uh, Twitter is going to be a very nasty place. But maybe these Sooner fans will actually feel some good news and uh, have a reason to celebrate tomorrow night. Happening halftime of the IMG Academy game on ESPN2. David Stone's decision is coming down. And, again, it is a colossal decision. Uh, And really, as we've said, David Stone has been the cornerstone of this class and a cornerstone, pardon the pun, uh, recruit for Oklahoma for a long, long time. This is the kid, in-state kid, even though he's been playing at IMG, this will be his second year. This is the kind of kid you need to get in your class if you're going to be up there with Bama and Georgia and, uh, you know, be competing, uh, you know, with, with those uh, powerhouses, obviously, at the top of the SEC if you're Oklahoma. So, Uh, We'll see. So I have one simple question for you guys on the text line, and our man Travis will take care of that today. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. How are you feeling? How are you feeling, Sooner Nation, about the David Stone decision coming up tomorrow night? 405-651-3439. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, about the David Stone decision tomorrow night. We'll get as many texts in as we can. How about the uh, Eli Bowen commitment coming down really late yesterday afternoon? That was, uh, I mean, I think eventually people expected Eli Bowen to end up in Oklahoma's class. And, yes, it was down to Oklahoma and Texas. But, you know, everybody kind of thought, yeah, he's coming to Oklahoma to play with his brother, to to play with Peyton. But uh, that one kind of came a little bit out of nowhere yesterday. Yeah, and I've got my theories on it. Uh, Obviously, you know, Texas had been recruiting him. You know, at one point, somebody, I think on Inside Texas or Orange Bloods, one of the two, um, had said that 
Oklahoma hadn't really uh, been an option for him. He wasn't really in the picture, I think, was the words that they used. And, I mean, I know that probably some people thought, well, Eli kind of wants to do his own thing, you know, not just be in the shadow of Peyton. But it was reported throughout Peyton's recruitment that Eli was a big fan of Oklahoma. So um, it seemed like the natural fit. So uh, that article said that, you know, Peyton or Eli really liked Texas A&M and, and this, that, and the other. Well, of course, it then comes down to OU and Texas, and that's what the edit says. You know, it's a regular Red River battle. Well, all the Texas fans in it start saying, Psh, he's going to OU. We're not even recruiting him. Of course, OU fans are saying, uh, yeah, you are. Listen to your insiders. You guys are apt. He, he was just on an official visit there. Of course you're recruiting him. Well, lo and behold, I think what he was doing, because he didn't have an announcement date picked out, I think what he was doing was he was going to wait until somebody on the Texas side kind of ruined his surprise, if you will, and put in a prediction for Oklahoma because Jeff Ketchum uh, of Orange Bloods ended up putting in a prediction, uh, putting in a prediction for Oklahoma, and not long after, Eli Bowen dropped the commitment edit. So, or Hayes Fawcett dropped the commitment edit on behalf of pay, of Eli Bowen. So, uh, big time, big time win. Don't get it twisted. This guy is the real deal, earned that fourth star, no doubt about it. Had ten interceptions last year for Denton Geyer with uh, him and Peyton uh, patrolling the, the secondary. I mean, the kid is an absolute playmaker. All right, so, yeah, Eli Bowen and Andy Bass yesterday uh, for the Sooners in the 2024 class. So some good news for Oklahoma fans. OU now number 13 in the Rivals national rankings. They are 15 and 247. And they are number 16 in the on-three rankings. But uh, Oklahoma, again, I don't know. Have you done the uh, class calculation yet, Trav? I know you probably could at the break if you haven't already. Uh, what David Stone's commitment to Oklahoma, if it does indeed happen tomorrow night, how far up the uh, the polls that would push OU? Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I did it yesterday. Again, all these things are fluid. You know, somebody could commit during this show to one of the schools that's, you know, ahead of us or – you know, whatever, right? These, we're not the only people that are adding recruits. But, um, yeah, if we were to add them and everything else were to remain the same, we would be barely behind Penn State for the number 10 overall class. So barely outside the top 10. And then, obviously, with a commitment from somebody like a Grant Bricks or a Devon Jordan um, or, uh, or, or anybody like that, obviously, you would see that pushed over the top. Uh, into the top 10, which is where I think this class is going to end up healthily in the top 10. All right, we're underway here at Riverwind. What a weekend we have in store. The Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater uh, tonight. Come on out and enjoy steak night at the River Buffet. Tomorrow night, the final Beats and Bites show of the summer schedule with Gary Allen on the Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage. Don't forget, we have another fall show, October 22nd. Uh, the Gin Blossoms, Tonic, and Wakeland, but uh, we've got a big-time weekend. The final drawing's happening for the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration. It is going to be a weekend of excitement, thrills, and a lot of winning here at Riverwind, as always. Break time right here. Let's get to your text. How you feeling about David Stone's decision tomorrow night? We'll see what the pulse of the Sooner Nation is when we get back right here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson? Love great Sooner talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune. 
and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Tonight, right here at Riverwind Casino, the Counting Crows gracing the Showplace Theater stage. One of the best bands of uh, the 90s, certainly, the Counting Crows. And again, a few seats left, not a bunch, but a few. Get online at riverwind.com, or if you're coming by the casino, stop by the Showplace Theater box office and get your tickets uh, to see the Counting Crows tonight here at the Showplace Theater. By the way, Eagle Vision, ladies and gentlemen, is very important to your well-being, particularly when you're an olds like myself. And uh, as we get older, of course, cataract surgery, often it's inevitable. It's not just about restoring your vision, though. It's really about just upgrading your quality of life. So it, when it's time for cataract surgery, you really have one crucial decision that can change the game, that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. That choice is between a standard lens. Usually that still requires you to rely on reading glasses even after surgery. But you can get a premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vividi or a light-adjustable lens. The leading choices that can provide crystal-clear vision. I can't say it, crystal-clear vision and freedom from glasses. That's what we're looking for, Uh, particularly if you get, you know, up in your mid-40s. So if you want to see clear and you want to see near, you know where you have to go. You have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center with Dr. Bellardo and his professional staff. All right. Uh, Travis Davidson with me in Tulsa. I'm here at Riverwind. If you haven't seen the new Riverwind, you're missing out. It is. It was already big time. Now it's bigger time. The big got bigger. All right. Travis Davidson's also big time, and that's why he is handling the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line for us. 405-651-3439. Trying to get a read on what you guys are thinking out there in Sooner Nation with David Stone's decision coming down tomorrow night. Trav, what do you have? Yeah, Julio hits us up from the 405, and uh, he says, positive note about the Stone recruitment. He helped recruit a couple of guys to OU. He hasn't done that for any other school, correct? That is correct. Uh, What's nice about this is Jaden Jackson's official visit, David Stone traveled to Oklahoma to come on that visit with, you know, his own expenses, at his own expense, and... Obviously, Jaden Jackson, his best friend at IMG. I mean, that came down to a, a Texas, you know, Miami, you know, Oklahoma battle. Texas seemed to be in the lead. Uh, Stone was very vocal on social media about booing Jaden Jackson's official visit, saying, he nah, basically, man. yeah, he said, that's not the move, right? He said, that's not it. He said, that's <laughs> it not the great. move. So he was actively recruiting against Texas actively recruiting for Oklahoma by being there. And then Michael right. Patterson McDonald, he was mm-hmm. uh, he was all about it. He was all about bringing, you know, those guys in. That's his, his – so his local best friend is now committed to the Sooners, and then his IMG best friend is now committed to the Sooners. And he can troll all he wants, but I don't think he's going to troll his best friends. Like, that. Like that's just I, – I, being a troll is one thing. I don't think he's a bad friend or, you know – going to lie to his friends about what his intentions are or anything like that we'll find out tomorrow night decision comes down at halftime of the img game 405-651-3439 that is our knippelmeyer chevrolet text line and uh, you guys are lighting it up what else do we have 
Yeah, uh, from the 405, uh, we've got, I know Eli Bowen is a great athlete, and like his brother, seems to have an innate sense of how to play the game of football. Any chance he ends up as a slot receiver? A 5'9 corner concerns me a little. And Steely, I think a lot of this stems back to the last staff, and specifically to Buki, Brendan Radley-Hiles. I think a lot of people just remember, just have PTSD of him trying to oh, yeah. climb tight ends I can, and I can Charlie Kolar dunking yeah, on I know. I can still see Charlie Kolar matched up with Buki in my nightmares. Right. You're exactly right. And they've got a couple 5'9 uh, receivers, of course, in this class. You have uh, Zion Raggins and you have K.J. Daniels. Zion Raggins, the kid out of uh, Georgia, and they got uh, K.J. Daniels from Louisiana. So they already have a couple five nine speedsters in this class but yeah i figured that's the one knock on eli bowen is five nine and i think you're exactly correct travis whereas you know with this david stone decision tomorrow night there's still some david hicks ptsd and some recent williams winery ptsd maybe a little bit with eli bowen it's the buki ptsd syndrome yeah, and, and here's the thing. Buki, you, you can you can say whatever your height is when you're on a college roster, when you're dealing with 247 or rivals or anything. The tape doesn't lie whenever you go and try and get drafted. And Buki's height was actually under 5'8". Anybody who stood next to him can tell that boy was very short. But if he was played as a boundary corner like he played in, to get his ranking, I think he would have been fine at Oklahoma. But the fact that they were moving him around to safety, they were just trying to, you know, get him on the field in some capacity, and they had him lined up against tight ends, which is just insanity. Yeah, that's no good. But, again, Buki was under 5'8", his real measurements. With Eli Bowen, there's some people on the text line that think that have seen him recently that actually think that he's grown a little bit, which is, you know, not out of the realm of possibilities, of course. And also, Steely, one more thing, last year's, Thorpe award winner that goes to the best corner in college football, he was 5'9". So if you, if, you are, if you are talented and if you have good technique, if you have you know the, the high football IQ that the Bowen family seems to have running through their veins, you can play corner at 5'9", and you can be elite as a corner at 5'9". Keep in mind, this guy led Denton Geyer last year with 10 interceptions. He set a school record with 10 interceptions. So with that, the 5'9", doesn't concern me at all because if you can play, you can play. All right, here at Riverwind on a Friday tonight, the Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater tomorrow night. Gary Allen on the uh, Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage for the final Beats and Bites show of the summer. We also have another Beats and Bites uh, show planned for the fall on October 22nd. Remember a year ago, Bedlam, Be- uh, Bedlam Beats and Bites was a gigantic success and uh, October 22nd, get ready again for Gin Blossoms, Tonic, and Wakeland. But uh, on the uh, docket this weekend tonight, Counting Crows, Showplace Theater, tomorrow night, Gary Allen on the Beats and Bites stage. Riverwind.com to get your tickets. And, again, the Beats and Bites tickets are only 10 bucks a piece. Kids under 12 get in free. All right, let's get back to the text line. Now we've got uh, from the 405 something we discussed earlier. David Stone posted an OU pick on X yesterday. Today he posted a Michigan State one, so is Miami tomorrow. Yes, I expect, just based on trends, that Miami will have an edit posted tomorrow morning or later today. And none of this, I feel, Steely, has anything to do with his eventual destination. I think this is all predetermined. This is scheduled. This is all part of the plan. 
to be an engagement farmer. He is elite at farming engagement. And what would you do if you wanted to separate the engagement out? You'd probably put the school you're actually going to first, let all that engagement go, and then by the time that cools down, you're probably going to do it as an actual commitment. I still think he commits to OU. I also don't think any of his Twitter activity is giving us any inclination on where he's going to go. I think I think there are far far other thing far better things that we can look at. There you go. Let's keep rolling. We got time for uh, one or two more in this segment. All right. I've got uh, from the 918 here. Obviously Eli is great. Anyway, we recruited him hard starting last year to ensure we got Peyton as well. Uh it was obviously a bonus, right? But the one thing is Eli didn't get ranked where he is currently ranked because of his brother. He didn't get those 10 interceptions last year and set a Denton Geyer record because of, because of his brother. He didn't continue to get recruited by Texas A&M, Oregon, Texas, Oklahoma because of his brother. That like it was it's a bonus for sure, but this isn't a situation like we had with uh, like LT Overton where his brother was like a transfer from Liberty or something with one career tackle. Like this is not by any means a situation where Eli isn't deserving of every offer and every bit of attention and recruiting and accolades and stars. He deserves it all. He is a baller. And when you pay attention to Peyton, of course his younger brother is going to be a baller because, again, the football IQ, the playmaking ability, again, the 10 interceptions in, in, in Denton Geyer. When he got hurt last year, that defense was not the same. I mean, it, it was it was a big deal to that team. So, no, absolutely not. Eli, we, we would have recruited Eli regardless. Oklahoma always recruits Denton well. When you think of Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, uh, obviously uh, Billy Bowman uh, hailed from Denton Ryan. So, I mean, that area is always a pretty heavy OU any OU area anyways. We would have been in on the four-star corner had Peyton likely not been involved at all. And if Peyton would have gone to Oregon or Notre Dame, we still would have gone after Eli Bowen. There you go. All right. Uh, more checks rolling in, 405-651-3439. Thanks to uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet for sponsoring our text line, which is blowing up as usual. 405-651-3439 here at the amazing Riverwind Casino with another big-time weekend happening at the newly renovated Riverwind Casino. And we are coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Fresh audio from Steve Wiltfong coming up, courtesy of uh, Tyler McComas. Tyler is uh, good at giving us uh, any new audio that comes down. Tyler's a big audio hound like myself, and Plank is the same way. We're always looking for new audio and something we can play for you guys that we can react to what one of the national experts says. Obviously, a lot of OU audio. But first, we have to get to this week's dumbass clip of the week. And there is a, there was an easy, easy winner this week. And the winner is Brett Yormark. Here it is. Candidly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you. Okay? And Coach... I'm not going to put any pressure on you, but I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year. Whoa! (laughs) Shut up, dumbass. 
What a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the dumbass clip of the week brought to you by dumbasses. They're dumb and they're asses. This week, Brett, your mark. All right, we do have some serious audio, though, although that was a serious uh, mishap there on Brett, your mark's uh, part, no doubt. But uh, here is the latest on what Steve Wilfong had to say about the pursuit of David Stone. The commitment comes down tomorrow night, halftime of the IMG Academy game on ESPN2. Here is Wilfong with the latest on David Stone. Yeah, and we talked about him on Monday too, but this is the hottest name in the country right now going into his announcement and talking to his mom on, on Wednesday morning and talking to sources with knowledge of the recruitment on Wednesday. Look, Oklahoma, they've always felt good. He's an Oklahoma native. He's been to campus numerous times. His sister goes to school there. They love Brent Venables. They love Todd Bates. They love the trajectory of the program. But I'm telling you right now, nobody should be surprised if this young man picks Miami on Saturday. His family loves it in Coral Gables. His mom loves that he was able to go to IMG Academy and kind of spread his wings down there and become a man. And, and the state of Florida has been good to him. This is a young man that wants to be a doctor. They like what Miami offers in that capacity. The smaller class sizes at Miami is another thing that's attractive. And then there's no program recruiting him harder right now. There's no program in touch with him and his family more than Mario Cristobal and company. And so the crystal balls on Oklahoma, it's been that way for like two years now. But I'm telling you here, as we hit the home stretch and Michigan State's in there, but Miami it could very much land uh, David Stone here going into his announcement this weekend. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, Travis Davidson, what do you think about what uh, Steve Wilfong had to say there? Well, it seems he's hedging a bit because Steve Wilfong has a prediction to OU logged in the 247 website and – Many national folks have joined him in that. Adam Gorney, Clint Cosgrove, just naming a couple. But I don't know. The it cracks me up. The nobody's recruiting him harder than Miami. Stop it, stop it, man. OU's been recruiting him since he was in like eighth grade, I think. So like the idea that oh man, it's it, I, I just hate when people say that. Steely, when nobody's recruiting him harder, like to make it seem like OU doesn't want him as bad as Miami does. Like that's, I feel like that's how that comes across. Um, yeah, this this feels like hedging. This was the same guy, right? That that said, well, Michigan State, you know, they still feel good in East Lansing until the next day. Somebody in East Lansing said, no, he's going to OU. So, you know, it's it's good audio. Obviously, I did like that he brought up class size and some things that were very tangible. Um, but yeah, that that doesn't that doesn't sway my uh, confidence at all. All right, 405-651-3439. Don't forget, uh, 135 today, we've got our man Brandon Drum coming on with us, and we'll get his take on what's going on with the David Stone situation. It all comes down tomorrow night, halftime of the IMG game on ESPN2. Okay, uh, let's get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, Travis. Uh, yeah, uh, old, old Santa John, one of, my, one of my favorite people I met at the uh, – um, Buffalo Wild Wings gridiron giveaway. Uh, 
he said, I'm actually feeling better today about the Stone commitment to OU. Logically, it just doesn't make sense any other place. And uh, from the 405, David Stone recruited Jaden Jackson and Michael Patterson McDonald to OU. Do you think he's going to turn his back on his brothers? See? Again, we are in the same vein. So, um, Mojo Eraser, an elite texter, uh, hopped in and said pe- about Eli Bowen and said people need to go back and look at his tape. He is every bit as good as his ranking and probably underranked by 100 spots. He's a ball hawker and strong. Again, rivals and ESPN have Bowen as a four-star. Um, they're in agreement on that. I would expect now that he's not going to be kind of overshadowed by some others in that secondary. Uh, if he stays healthy this year and does, you know, everything that he did last year, I expect him to actually continue to rise. So, um, and then from the 580, staying, you know, consistent, he's going to Miami. Stop fooling yourself. Yep. Staying, staying consistent. That's good. That's a, that's a good way to protect your, uh, protect your emotions. Assume he's going to Miami until he doesn't. Until he doesn't. So, I bet yeah, there are a lot, a lot of, of Sooner fans that are kind of taking that approach. And uh, we talked about this the other day when uh, somebody else had asked, you know, where are you guys at on David Stone right now? And <laughs> I never saw more memes that said, like, what percentage chance do you think the Sooners have? And there were so many, like, zero. Um, they've been burned. This fan base has been burned uh, in the five-star defensive lineman category uh, on a couple occasions. And we'll see. At some point, they had to land one, and this is the guy you think that they've had the best chance of landing all along because of growing up in Dell City. You know, you keep hearing, well, the family loves Miami. Miami is a crime-ridden Colombian drug lord's paradise. <laughs> I mean, come on. Norman, which place, Oklahoma is, which place is, is more godless? Which I place mean, is more yes. godless, Dealey? L.A. I mean, or Miami? Where L.A. or Miami? raise a family? Norman, Oklahoma? Or it's not like, you know, somebody said, well, the family wanted to get him out of the Dell City area. Okay. Uh, where is the dorm that he'll be staying in for four years? That's I believe that would be Norman, Oklahoma. In Norman, correct? And... What kind of a culture is Brent Venables developing? Soul mission, not just about football. It's not all in. We're preparing you for life. Now, do you want to get prepared in the Brent Venables School of Family Football, or do you want to go to Coral Gables, a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah site? Which one makes the most sense? That's just my, that's my re- recruiting pitch to the family right there. You think that would work? Hey, I think we just send him this a copy of this recording, and uh, maybe he'll shut it down even before tomorrow night. Let's tell him go watch the Netflix series Narcos and see how some activity happened in Miami. That's not a family-friendly environment. All there, all there is is thongs, cocaine, and Colombian drug lords. That's it. And it, so, don't talk to me about Miami, man. We love the family. Loves hey. Miami. Why? A lot of people romanticize that life. That's why uh, those shows do so well. But uh, from the 405 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, I am a doctor, and I did all my schooling in Oklahoma just fine, including undergrad at OU. Tell you what. See, there you there go. There you need go. To get, need to get you on the recruitment. And the ni- another from the 918 um, said, Travis has labeled David Stone as a layup. 
define layup in this situation. I don't necessarily recall the phrase, but what I probably, if I, if I ever say the word layup on these airwaves, I'm likely saying, kind of like we said last year, you've got to make your layups, whereas like when situations are set up for you and you've done the right things, you've got to execute. David Stone, his, be, his local best friend is currently committed. His IMG best friend is currently committed. His family is from here. His sister goes here. He's got the best relationship with Todd Bates. Our NIL is competitive or even better with my, than Miami's. We have gone, Steely, think about this. We have gone 4-0 against Miami in this, uh, in this cycle. James Nesta was down between OU, Miami, and North Carolina. Jaden Jackson was between Miami, OU, and Texas. Um, Devon Mitchell was between Alabama, Miami, and OU. Wyatt Gilmore was between Miami, I think Minnesota, and OU. And now we've got the gemstone of this class being our next opportunity to stuff Mario Cristobal in a locker. We have an opportunity to go 5-0 and against them. So if I said layup, that's probably what I meant was, look, all of the, all of the tea leaves, all of everything, simple logic, as was mentioned on the text line earlier, it just says Oklahoma. If you can't, if you can't land the guy whose family is in Oklahoma and all those things, sister goes to Oklahoma, all of those things. If you can't land that have that many advantages, then Steely Venable is going to have to switch his defense to have no interior defensive lineman, and he will run a a two five four uh, the rest of his time. It will have five cheetahs, five cheetahs, two edge players. Maybe we just have eleven cheetahs, Steely. Why not? Why not? Whatever works. All right, so if somebody drops a prediction for Miami today last second, would they be dropping a crystal ball? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you say. Very hey, nice. You know why? I've been in this business 40 years, right? Right there. <laughs> How long have you been that's holding on to that one, that, Steely? That's what I'm talking about, about 10 seconds. About 10 seconds. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here for this segment. Travis Davidson with us in Tulsa. Good to have you with us here at Riverwind Casino. Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater tonight. Gary Allen at Beach and Bites tomorrow night. Coming right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Here at Riverwind Casino, it's a Friday. Big-time concert tonight at the Showplace Theater. The music of the Counting Crows tonight at the Showplace Theater, indoors. And then outdoors tomorrow night for the final summer show of Beats and Bites 2023, presented by Coop Aleworks. Outdoors here at Riverwind, the music of Gary Allen. Tonight is steak night at the River Buffet. Tomorrow night, seafood night. Sunday, you can get yourself a big league brunch at the River Buffet Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, where we're located right in front of Chips and Ales out here with our ref setup. Uh, also a great dining option, as is the food court, newly surrounded by, uh, you know, big screens everywhere, built into the little wall around the uh, the food court area where you're not going to miss any single game. It Riverwind was already, uh, you know, big time. But they have gotten bigger and better with this renovation, and uh, they are just the best. 405-651-3439 on the...
Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jim in Arlington says, Miami is so out of date like an old Don Johnson white jacket with the sleeves rolled up and a pink neon shirt. So maybe, Jim, we'll see. We'll see. Miami was the Sooners' uh, nemesis in the 80s, of course. Oklahoma could beat everybody but Miami. Miami had speed on defense and a really good D-line. They had athletes, obviously, Testaverde won the Heisman. You know, you think of uh, Michael Irvin and the Blades brothers, and you think of uh, Jerome Brown, obviously, when he sacked Troy Aikman, and, uh, you know, Daniel Stubbs, guys like that, Melvin Bratton, Alonzo Highsmith, uh, you know, in the backfield. But uh, you're right, Travis. The Sooners have won uh, a lot of recruiting battles against Miami, but none would be bigger than this coming up uh, tomorrow. By the way, in the uh, previous segment, we played the uh, latest Steve Wilfong audio, and that was our Ortho Central clip of the day, brought to you by Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a brand-new Tri-City location that's been around for just a little bit, but still their newest location, serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard, these full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. All right, let's get a few more texts in off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Brandon Drum coming up on the Riverwind Casino hotline at 135 here on the ref. And, by the way, Parker will be back with us on Monday. But let's see what the Sooner fans are saying on the text line. Um, I got some bad news for you, Steely, and I got some bad news for our listeners out there. Oh, no. There's been a, a, a Rivals future cast put in for David Stone to OU. Another one from Texas A&M and insider there Mark you go. Passwaters. What Mark are Passwaters. you playing with our emotions like that for, Travis? Hey, I was hey. waiting for you to say a Miami insider or somebody else had flipped to Miami. You pulled a David Stone on hey. us right there. Hey, what do you mean? The text line keeps telling me that every time a uh, future cast goes into OU, it makes them feel worse. Uh, okay, so I, I got you. I was yeah, just listening to saying. our crowd, Steely. I was just trying to listen to our crowd and be consistent, you know, with what we're hearing from the text line. But nope. Um, for those of us that do still trust the predictions, a Texas A&M insider who, again, down down the stretch, you know, David Stone has said some nice things about Texas A&M, and they might still have a shot. And Texas A&M is squarely in that top six that he dropped now after getting a Michigan State insider to log a crystal ball prediction for OU. Now a Texas A&M insider has joined the national ranks, um, like Clint Cosgrove and Adam Gorney, Steve Wiltfong, all these guys in making an OU prediction. So uh, still trending the right way. Again, this is trending Mm -hmm. completely opposite of the way the Winnery week was going. So... Uh, exciting stuff. Keep those coming. I mean, it almost feels like a Tatum situation. You remember when you started getting like Rutgers people to to put in, you know, uh, crystal balls for Taylor Tatum to OU? It's like, okay, guys, you're just padding your numbers. What's going on? Yeah. Imagine people uh, trying to get engagement with BS, particularly other people's work, which is happening uh, all the time now. Uh, 405-651-3439. Can I make an Olds reference here? And Go describe and illustrate how the Sooner fan base, a lot of these uh, Sooner fans are feeling as we approach this decision tomorrow night. Uh, if you're, you know, really decrepit like me and you're on your way to the rest home, you can understand this uh, this reference. They feel like it's a Charlie Brown-Lucy situation, right? 
coming to kick the football. The football's yanked away at the very last minute. That's how a lot of the Sooner fans feel in this situation. So there's my olds reference of the day right there. Hey, uh, we need to – can we get uh, one of our wonderful um, advertising partners uh, – like the uh, the retirement community that uh, you occasionally are at, can we get them to sponsor an olds moment? Because I feel like that would be that would be valuable. Because uh, be consistent. If you're having an olds moment, that would be the sponsor that they would need to uh, pay attention to. But uh, I like this from the 405. Mike is making Miami sound awesome with the cocaine and g-strings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike. Maybe you shouldn't talk about it anymore. Hey, here's the deal. We he's talking about the family loves it you know that you keep hearing that you want a good wholesome environment for your son you don't want them in miami that's what i'm saying brent venables is mr rogers right who knows football and then you've got miami where you've got basically lucifer running that city all right now yeah i'm sure it feels good for a while but guess what you end up in rehab out of the job and then on the streets homeless that's what happens in miami all right, I'm just saying. Believe me, I know these things. Pablo I've seen Escobar a lot running, of movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this from TJ, the A32. TJ, we choose Miami. All right, real quick, we're about this, out of time. Yep, this from the A32. Do you think all these outside crystal ball predictions are just made to mess with the Sooner fan base? That's I don't know. Exactly. Let's discuss that at the top of the hour, and we'll uh, we'll ask Brandon Drum about that as well. Coming up. Here in a little bit, we do have Brandon at 135 today. TJ, thanks for coming out of the bullpen, throwing heat as usual. Go have another Chick-fil-A sandwich. And, folks, we've got a lot to sandwich in over the last hour here. Steelman and Thune on a Friday with me, Mike Steely, and Travis Davidson coming right back here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref. Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Here we go into our number two at Riverwind Casino. And uh, great to have you along in this Friday. Always a great time to be had here at Riverwind. Tell you about their special weekend uh, coming up here in a second. First of all, I want to thank Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our second hour here on Steelman with, without Thune today. He'll be back again uh, with us on Monday. Travis Davidson in Tulsa is with us. Drake Dykin has now come out of the bullpen and is uh, right now on the radar gun. He's throwing 72 miles an hour. That is a very, very disturbing sign. Hopefully, Dre can get that uh, get that up at least in the, the high to mid-80s. But he'll be fine. He'll be fine. OklahomaGenerator.com. Again, call them at 405-321-6631. You know, in uh, Oklahoma, we have some strange weather. You're probably going to need yourself a generator. It's a wise investment. Family-owned and operated, 
they uh, pride themselves on great customer service, and they are currently offering new customer discounts and free 10-year warranties with all new installations. And uh, they are Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer. Thank you again to Oklahoma Generator. All right, uh, Brandon Drum will be coming up at 135, and I need to send uh, Drake Dyke and his contact information, by the way, because Drake is going to need that. Um, but, uh, Travis, you have control of the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll go there in one second. People weighing in on what they think of all this David Stone stuff. Decision coming down tomorrow night, again tomorrow night. But let me tell you about Riverwind. What a weekend. I mean, what a weekend in all old man caps because we have the Counting Crows on the Showplace Theater stage tonight. Heck of a show. Great 90s band. And uh, tickets are nearly gone. There are some seats left. Not many. So get online at riverwind.com and get yours. If you're coming out here to the casino, stop by the uh, box office right there in front of the Showplace Theater. Tomorrow night, the final Beats and Bites show of the summer season with uh, Gary Allen on the Coop Ale Works Beats and Bites stage. Kids under 12 get in free. You've got the best local food trucks out there, arts and crafts, games for the kids, great uh, craft beer from Coop Ale Works. Make sure you stay hydrated, of course. But uh, that'll be a heck of a show coming up tomorrow night. And uh, we also have the final drawings tomorrow night in the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration. A bunch of cash and bonus play uh, will be given out tomorrow. Be here for the preliminary drawings, again, from 6 to 11.30. Win some cash and bonus play. And they will also call out, late in the evening, five grand prize winning patrons to win at least $5,000 in cash each. That's a heck of a deal. So a big weekend, as always, here at Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Okay, Trav, let's head to the text line, 405-651-3439. Let's do it. First of all, I wish I could be at that Counting Crows show. That uh, Films About Ghosts album was pretty much my, my anthem in high school, probably my favorite album of all time. But uh, back to the text line, we've got from the 405. Did I hear correctly that Eli Bowen had 10 interceptions on a single season? If so, why hasn't there been more hype around him? And, Steely, I've got two theories on this. One, um, he was on a team with two five-stars last year. There are very few teams in the entire country that aren't, like, all-star teams, like an IMG Academy or something like that, like, that have two five-stars on it. You had Peyton Bowen, obviously, in the secondary, drawing up a lot of the attention, a lot of the interviews, a lot of the film breakdown, everything like that. And then, of course, you had one Jackson Arnold, on the offensive side, who was drawing a lot of the attention and everything like that, one would think that if you're at the game to watch those two, you might notice the other guy named Bowen that's making all these interceptions. But lo and behold, they did not. They still have him. ESPN and Rivals both have him as a four-star. So it's not like they've basically just, you know, it's not like they're peeling him off the bottom of their shoe by any means. But it's, it's naturally tough to, you know, have the hype when people I mean people on our own text line you know are curious if we recruited him hard specifically or because of Peyton's recruitment or people have asked whether he's just getting offers because of Peyton Bowen or anything like that so I think it's natural it's human nature if if we just have again people still asking today if that you know went into the reason why he wasn't as highly you know 
or if he's too highly ranked or this, that, and the other. I think there, I think a lot of the perception was, uh, was the issue, but the kid can ball. There's no doubt about it. I'm really excited, um, to see, um, what, uh, what will happen this year with him. So, um, hey, Travis, what's the latest on Nigel Smith? Asks the 918. Have seen both positive and negative message board garbage last couple days. Um, I would, I would still lean very heavily uh, in OU's favor with Nigel Smith. Uh, Steely, I'm, I don't know if you remember back two spring games ago when Nigel Smith came on the program and actually did a segment of radio with us from Yo Pablo in the pregame show, the spring game. He loves Oklahoma. Um, he is not a guy that goes to a lot of camps. He doesn't give a ton of media availability type situation. He's not all over. You're not going to see a bunch of edit tweets like you see with David Stone. Uh, it's, a, it's a quiet recruitment, but I think OU likes where they stand with him. I like where they stand with him. I think, I mean, it, it feels like he's going to be a Sooner, and that's a top 100 guy. And Steely, if there's any sign that this staff is recruiting the defensive line at a higher level than before, Nigel Smith's a top 100 defensive lineman that would usually be the jewel of the defensive line, and we may, we maybe get one or two texts about him a week. It's crazy. I mean, the kid's an absolute stud. Yeah, and uh, again, that's coming down next Friday. Next Friday. So there's another big five-star that, uh, you know, kind of the, uh, the thought has been that Texas has been a slight leader, but based on some of the stuff you hear, Oklahoma's still very much in that with a shot. Uh, potentially to land Dominic McKinley. And so think about that, folks, with the two strikeouts uh, going back last uh, last recruiting class to uh, D.J. Hicks and then with uh, williams Winery. and I still don't think that is 100% done. None of them are until signing day, obviously. But um, And then uh, think about if you land David Stone tomorrow and then say next Friday you get Dominic McKinley, I I think fortunes change and the Sooner fan base uh, goes absolutely crazy. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Closing these deals is very difficult. All right, what else, Trav? Um, Yeah, Gunny, of course, uh, five-star texter, Gunny. Um, He asks, Steely, are the uh, – crow counters going to sing coach jones and me is emmett going to be out there have you I talked to him lately know, i i think that we should have emmett jones uh out here because emmett jones has been a um he has been on fire in recruiting he's a recruiting machine the man cannot be stopped so i don't know if emmett jones was ever a fan of the counting crows but i think he should take the stage and maybe dance a little bit uh, with Adam Duritz or something while um, while he's singing that tune tonight. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah, and uh, the recruiting doomer hops in on the uh, hops in on the text line, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and says, sure hope the jewel of the defensive line this year makes it through summer camps unlike last year's jewel. Absolutely. That point is very well taken. Obviously, he is uh, speaking about LeBlanc that, uh, that transferred out in the summer. I would. I, I think there's an outlier situation going on with a bit of the fan base, right? Because, um, you know, I made the the innocent joke of saying that you know uh, an OU crystal ball was bad news, but did have somebody point on the text line that this has happened before with DJ Hicks, just like it has happened before when the jewel of the defensive line class doesn't make it through summer. 
those are outliers, and we have to treat them like outliers. You can't treat the exception as the rule. Not every recruit leaves without making it through summer camp. Not every recruit flips 30 minutes before their announcement. And I know that those ones stick with you, but we, we can't always just treat the, the exception like the rule. Largely, if you are a massive favorite going into a decision, you're probably going to be the pick. Largely, if you sign with a school and show up on campus, 99% of the time you are going to not leave before the season starts. So um, recruiting Droomer brings up you know a good point because that did happen with LeBlanc last year. If Stone makes it on campus, I'm pretty sure he's sticking around. Yeah, you would certainly think so, no doubt about it. The Derek LeBlanc deal was more, uh, I think, of a family situation based on uh, what I heard. So where, where did he wind up? Was he U- UCF? Is UCF. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. We've got more of your texts coming up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Keep in mind we have our man Brandon Drum. OU Insider, Rivals Network coming up on the Riverwind Hotline at 135 today. And, again, we've got a lot of stuff happening at Riverwind this weekend. Tonight, the Counting Crows at the Showplace Theater. Tomorrow night, Gary Allen on the Coop Works Beats and Bites stage, final Beats and Bites show of the summer season. We do have another fall show, though, on the uh, Beats and Bites schedule, and that will be, of course, the Gin Blossoms with Tonic and Wakeland, three bands, October 22nd. Outdoors, food trucks everywhere, the best local food trucks, arts and crafts, games for the kids, Beats and Bites, always a great time. And uh, think about some of the shows that are uh, coming as well. REO Speedwagon to the Showplace Theater, Chicago to the Showplace Theater, Joe Nichols and Tyler Farr, Foreigner, Carly Pierce, couple of shows for Rodney Carrington, Aaron Lewis, Flatland Cavalry, Lee Bryce, Boys to Men, all coming to the Showplace Theater uh, in the near future as well. Get your tickets at riverwind.com or at the casino box office. All right, more texts, and we're going to talk Sooner defense here from Brent, and uh, we'll get up on a roof with uh, Ted Roof when we get back right here on the home of Sooner fans. Bleed Crimson, love great Sooner talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. That is my uh, favorite Counting Crows tune right there. Well done by Drake Dyken, ladies and gentlemen. Fastball just went to 95 miles per hour. Very impressive. All right, 405-651-3430. 39, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. In the next segment, Brandon Drum will join us. Rivals, OU Insider coming up. Travis Davidson is with us in Tulsa. And Drake Dyken on the board now back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio. All right, uh, let's talk about the Sooner defense for a minute. And uh, first let's hear from Brent Venables. Recently uh, was asked, meeting the media, where he has seen improvements with this version of the OU defense. Confidence, aggressiveness, physicality, you know, consistency in that too deep, and it's never where you want it to be, but it's improved from where we were. Uh, that's, that's the biggest thing. I like watching 
um, guys that have really invested that have been here uh, for whatever amount of time. You know, I like to watch them being, you know, invested in chasing excellence and knowing that, again, I may not get there, but I like watching there's an intent that matters. And so uh, we've got a lot of guys that are straining and competing and, uh, you know, having the right mindset when it comes to, you know, every moment on the practice field, every rep, the meeting room, everything matters. So that's part of it, too, just developing a culture of expectations and, and the willingness to move the expectations in the right direction. Brent, uh, meeting with the media recently, talking about it, and we've heard competitive depth over and over and over again. Last year, you know, particularly after the Nebraska game, people thought, man, look at Oklahoma playing some defense, and then everything changed. Uh, depth again, uh, we saw what happened like when Peyton, uh, not Peyton Bowen, but Billy Bowman went out. That was not good. They didn't have any depth at linebacker. Didn't have enough, obviously, uh, on the interior of the defensive line, and uh, the defense was very disappointing. Some or a lot of the blame, at least early in the year, was on what people were saying. It was either Ted Roof and the three-man front or Ted Roof plus the three-man front. We're still trying to get Ted Roof and the uh, three-man front out here at the Showplace Theater as a warm-up warm act. Maybe we can do that before, like, REO or Chicago uh, coming up here shortly in September at the Showplace. Let's hear from Ted Roof and his tremendous voice. The man should also be reading audio books and doing various speaking engagements because that's a big-time voice. Ted Roof asked recently where the Sooner defense is right now. We're coming along. We're not where we want to be, but uh, we've made a lot of strides, and our uh, our attitude, our work ethic has been great for the most part. And uh, that we're going we're going to see the fruits of our labor, but we got to continue to do that. But we're not anywhere close to where we need to be. I think we've progressed. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But again, you know, from the physicality as far as holding your gap, being disciplined to stay in your gap, constricting gaps, right fits, seeing what you're supposed to see, we've made strides, but we're not there yet. There you go. Ted Roof and the Constricting Gaps would be a little more edgy band, I think. Kind of some maybe 90s alternative or something, wouldn't you think? <laughs> Ted Roof and the Constricting yeah. Gaps. And, and, and you, you need them to uh, be with the Constricting Gaps, uh, I don't know, maybe ahead of uh, Gin Blossoms. Yeah, maybe. yeah, and the, yeah and that's then, a good uh, idea. Yeah, and then he could just, because he could just be with, Kind of like John Mayer was like the John Mayer experience was kind of like his jazz thing, and then just regular John Mayer got a bit more poppy. Ted Ted could probably go through multiple disciplines, multiple genres. Hey, with that voice, any genre, any genre, no doubt. All right, so what do you think is a a realistic expectation for this defense in terms of national rank? Last year, it was way down there, man. It was not good at all but what do you think for the Sooners to go out and win double-digit games and compete and possibly win a Big 12 championship uh, which is the first goal where does this defense need to rank nationally and uh, what do you think is like the ceiling nationally for this OU defense ceiling ooh, that's tough uh, you know 
I think we're going to have the benefit, because there's a couple things that go into these rankings, right? I think we're going to have the benefit of not facing the most high-powered offenses of any, you know, schedule in the country. Um, what will be interesting is if the offensive speed kind of destroys our eventual pass defense, right? Because we saw that with Tennessee last year, Steely, was – Man, their pass defense, man, they give up a lot of yards. But part of it was they were going so fast and they were getting out to a lead that the opposition had to throw and throw a bunch late to try and catch up. So that's why in fantasy football, you know, I always like the uh, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers that are going to be that are going to be losing uh, a decent amount or that had a bad defense because they were always going to be playing catch up. So um, with that, if those factors, if Levy slows it down a bit and that run game kind of chews some clock, and we don't have our defense out there for a ridiculous number of possessions, then I think I think this unit can be, I don't know, top 50. I know top 50 isn't what we had signed up for whenever Venables came on board, but that's a big-time improvement from a defense that ranked 122nd last year. So jumping 70 spots is massive, but... I think top 50 in the second year, when you consider the edge play that we've added with like a Rondell Bothroyd, obviously Trace Ford, if he's continuing to stay healthy, you get Laulu moving to the inside, you get Dejon Terry. I mean, you add at every level. Reggie Pearson with the safeties, Desaul McCullough, you know, Connor Neer, an All-American, two-time national champion. You know, it's you've added at every level. So not only have you gotten better with your guys that have been in the system a second year, you've added proven production at every level of the defense. So, man, if the offense can help them out and and convert some of those third and fourth downs and 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 give some defense some time to rest, then I think it can get around fifty. What say you, Steel Man? I think Sooner fans, the vast majority of Sooner fans, uh, would take fifty in a heartbeat right now. Uh, based on what they saw last year. And, again, that's not, you know, you need to be clearly much higher than that when you're competing in the SEC. But to make that kind of a jump, as you said, 70 spots or more, a little bit more than 70 spots, they would take it in a heartbeat. And I think if they do have a top 50 defense, then Oklahoma is going to win. You know, they'll probably go uh, at least 10-2 and during the regular season. Uh, So, yeah, I uh, I, I think, is that realistic? Yeah, I I don't know. I expect Oklahoma to be somewhere in the top 65. I'm going to set the sights a little bit lower, which, you know, it, that sounds way too low when you talk about a football program like Oklahoma. But defense has been an issue for a long time, and we saw even one of the best coordinators we've seen in college football uh, in a long time with Brent, particularly, you know, with what he did with that Clemson program. That seems low, but... I think definitely top 50 for sure would mean uh, really great success for Oklahoma on the field this year, uh, provided the defense, again, gets some help from the offense as well. Whereas you said, Travis, some of those big crucial plays that they needed to make, a third down play, a fourth down play, a wide open receiver, you know, that Dylan Gabriel doesn't hit. Or if he does hit, the ball's dropped, whatever. They can't have as many of those plays either. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I I think top 50 would be a really good year for Oklahoma defensively. And uh, curious to think what the tax line thinks as well. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. Sooner training camp reports 
also uh, this year, uh, we are happy to have Neutral with us as well. Vodka, seltzer, real juice, sponsoring our Sooner Training Camp reports this year right here on The Rep. All right, 405-651-3439. Neutral, Vodka Seltzer is an official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free with only 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. Neutral. Okay, let's get a text in. Let's get, like, one in real quick, and then we'll get Brandon on in the next segment. All right, let's go here. Um, Let's do, well, first, the as long as we rank above Missouri in defense, I'll be fine is just a a funny Williams-Winary take. But uh, Ray T. in Shawnee says, what will be the biggest change we will see on defense? Being in position, not tiring, physicality. Or something else. What say you, Steel Man? I I think they're going to be a lot fresher out there because all we've heard about is competitive depth, and they've just got so many more options. I think they'll cause more turnovers and make some big plays on defense. Uh, you know, I, I know you guys don't like hearing two words strung together, uh, two names, Justin Harrington, but the reports are really good again. I'm just saying. But I think uh, you might see Peyton Bowen, you know, with a big pick and take it to the house, or Billy Bowman. I I think they've got just a lot more options on defense and a lot more talent. And certainly, if I had to pick one of those, I would say less fatigue late in games. Yeah, and that's it's funny because I shot a text back to Ray T and just said competitive depth. And that's what it is. I mean, you've heard. Danny Stutzman talk about it, about how he's so much more comfortable this year, about how the calls were right last year. Like, that, like the calls were putting them in the positions they needed to be in, but their understanding of the calls or their execution of the calls or just the lack of depth behind him, he didn't say this part, but the lack of depth behind him that we saw didn't allow them to get to those calls and execute those calls. So him understanding that and taking on a bigger role this year like we would expect – I think will be big time. And I think a lot of those kind of go hand in hand. In the text, it says being in position, not tiring, physicality, something else. I think you will not tire if you are in position and you are physical. So I think all of those go hand in hand, and they all come with just executing better, executing the play call better. All right, break time right here. Let's get the latest. We will play the uh, the new Steve Wilfong audio we got from this morning. Uh, for Brandon Drum and see what he thinks about his take on the David Stone situation. And obviously we'll get Brandon's take as well. We'll do that next. He'll join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. That means we have our man Brandon Drum on the line, OU Insider on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. And, uh, Brandon, first thing I want you to do is react to, we got some uh, audio from Steve Wilfong this morning, and here's what he said about the David Stone situation. Then we'll have you react to it. Here's uh, Steve Wilfong this morning on uh, David Stone. Yeah, and we talked about him on Monday too, but this is the hottest name in the country right now going into his announcement and talking to his mom on on Wednesday morning and 
talking to sources with knowledge of the recruitment on Wednesday. Look, Oklahoma, they've always felt good. He's an Oklahoma native. He's been to campus numerous times. His sister goes to school there. They love Brent Venables. They love Todd Bates. They love the trajectory of the program. But I'm telling you right now, nobody should be surprised if this young man picks Miami on Saturday. His family loves it in Coral Gables. His mom loves that he was able to go to IMG Academy and kind of spread his wings down there and become a man. And, and the state of Florida has been good to him. This is a young man that wants to be a doctor. They like what Miami offers in that capacity. The smaller class sizes at Miami is another thing that's attractive. And then there's no program recruiting him harder right now. There's no program in touch with him and his family more than Mario Cristobal and company. And so the crystal balls on Oklahoma, it's been that way for like two years now. But I'm telling you here, as we hit the home stretch and Michigan State's in there, but Miami it could very much land uh, David Stone here going into his announcement this weekend. All right, Brandon Drum, you've been on top of this for a long time. What is your reaction to uh, Will Fong's take there? I mean, I, I agree. I think Miami has every opportunity to, to make a last-ditch push here and, and surprise some people. Uh, I, I spoke to some people before you all called earlier, and, they tend to still think it's going to be Oklahoma. They think this is, you know, it, it, it's, this kind of goes by the uh, Devon Mitchell playbook where it did. It sounded like, it, it, from all intents and purposes, sounded like, you know, Miami was going to overtake. And he was saying Miami. He literally was quoted as saying Miami was number one in his, on his list publicly um, just to kind of, you know, drum up some drama. And I – I, you know, after Williams Winery and after, you know, David Hicks and, you know, all these other, you know, defensive line stuff that's happened over the last decade or so, it begins to get to a point where you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. They go to Oklahoma, they, they go to Oklahoma. If they don't, they don't. Now, I still have my pick in for Oklahoma because at the end of the day, I think Oklahoma still feels confident about where they stand. They haven't been given any reason not to feel confident uh still communication still happening it's still fluid between uh OU and Miami and and you know they they still feel good so um it's it just you know it, you start to buy into the Miami stuff because one you know his mom is out there just I mean it's that she is doing interviews and it is obvious where she wants him Right, like it's obvious, um, and you know now they're they're playing up the medical school stuff, and that that one's kind of a head scratcher, being that he's got first round talent. I don't think he's ever going to go to medical school, but you know that's it's another it's another reason for them to choose Miami. Like there's a lot of different reasons to choose Miami on certain people on his family side, but at the same time. There's another side of the family that wants it to be Oklahoma. There's another side of the family that has been pushing Oklahoma. So David is getting pulled in a lot of different directions. I think at the end of the day, from what I've been told, you know, the blessings have been given for him to do what he wants to do. But, you know, saying that is one thing. Is that really the reality of the situation? And we're going to find out tomorrow night. Yeah, Brandon, I've got, you know, a slight touch of the uh, 
David Stone fatigue already. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, That's fair. Y- you do too, right? So I'm going to ask about. Uh, yeah, 100. Yeah. I'm going to ask about Eli Bowen. Uh, walk me through that as far as you know. The commitment kind of came out of nowhere at 5:58 yesterday. Boom! The edit drops. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people thought it might happen over the next couple of weeks. What do you think spurred the just out of the blue commitment? And uh, what is Oklahoma getting in the uh, four-star corner? Well, he said he wanted to announce before his season started. Well, the season starts tonight, so for him, so it makes sense. Uh, I reported that like I want to say like a month ago. Like he told me flat out, "I'm just going to announce before my season, and I'm just going to do that." And I, I want nothing to do with the theatrics. He, he told me, like, this is straight from we weren't doing an interview. It was off-the-record talk at the time. And he said, I'm not going to go through what my brother went through. I'm not going to – there's not going to be any theatrics. He goes, I learned from that situation. He said, my family learned from that situation. And so we're just going to, you know, one day just going to – and he did. He stuck true to his word, and he just one day just announced. Uh, it was before his season started. And he kept his word, you know. And I, I think it, he was so quiet, and there was so much ability for rumors to get started because of that, that this Texas stuff. And, you know, I, I think he generally liked Texas. But at the end of the day, I don't think that was ever going to be the pick. Um, I think, and I know for a fact, he favored Oklahoma in Oregon, ironically, over all schools, uh, you know, he he did not want to play in cold weather. And he made that very clear to me last year. And so uh, it, it always felt like it was going to be a Southern school. And with his brother at Oklahoma, with them being just a year apart, not only in age, but also in obviously in grades um, as far as eligibility goes, it's it just makes complete sense for him to go play alongside his brother. I think there were some people that thought he was fatigued being underneath his brother's shadow and everything, but I don't never, I never thought that Eli was under his brother's shadow either. I always thought like, this is a kid that people look at his brother as this amazing athlete, this amazing safety. But I have to tell you, he's also a kid that has one of the best ball skills I've ever seen as far as being able to play the man in the past and all that type of stuff, all that type of stuff. Like he just makes plays. I've watched him just rip the ball away from a receiver on multiple occasions as they're coming down with a catch. So his football IQ is out of this world, just like his older brother. So I think at the end of the day, you're getting a guy that's around five ten, five ten and a half, and is thicker. He's not going to be the long range cornerback, but he's going to be able to cover in space. He's going to be able to play multiple positions because of how thick he is and how fast he is. So uh, just a, he's just a playmaker, and I think it's a really good get for Oklahoma at the end of the day. All right. Uh, before we let you go, um, how I, – I even hate to ask you this because I know what can happen with you're tweets. Want, you want percentages? But I want percentages on David Stone. I'm not doing it, man. I'm not doing percentages. Um, I, I, I guess if I was going to do it, I would give Oklahoma a, I would say 
55 to 60 percent. But I also know that this thing at one point seemed like almost an 80 to 90 percent chance. You know, so it's it's swinging in Miami's direction if you follow what people are saying. But at the end of the day, I still think he. I, I I hate even saying this publicly. I still feel it's Oklahoma, but if you ask me, my confidence today compared to, you know, and, and this really does. It sounds like hedging, and I and I'm, I'm not trying to hedge at all, but it's just it's been burnt so many times by D linemen. You can't help but kind of be on edge a little bit, no matter whether if you're a fan or if you're. Covering. I get it. I totally get it. So. It's just it's wild, and he's done a really good job, and his family's done a really good job of making this very dramatic. I think the one thing that I look at is he's dropped an OU at it. He's dropped a Michigan State at it. He has not dropped a Miami at it, and there's part of me in my head that sits there and says, is he waiting to drop the Miami at it just whenever he commits? Like, is that what we're going to do here? So. Uh, there's so many scenarios when you when these kids because people don't think that these kids are smart. Like adults, they don't look at them as smart or dramatic or or, or conniving. Like, and I always point back to the Peyton Bowen situation. If you don't think these kids aren't smart, go look at what Peyton Bowen did. The dude didn't put AM or PM on his National Signing Day letter of intent so that he had more time to play this thing out. So, I mean, they're smart. They're smart and they're more conniving than fans and adults could ever dream of being. So that's what makes this industry so hard and what makes it so difficult to pick it, especially in the NIL era. Like, you just never, never know. But I'll I'll stick with Oklahoma and take the L if I lose on this one because I've stuck with it for the last two years, and why not just ride this thing out? So I still like Oklahoma. Just I I am not buying the fact that I'm buying the Miami buzz because mom really, really – and like his family, his sisters, uh, his little brother, they really like Miami. And Davis told me that that's where they want him. So I think at the end of the day, is, does he choose for himself or does he choose to make everybody else happy? And that's what we're, we're going to find out. Brandon, I appreciate it. I completely understand, man. It, uh, it's tough with these five-star D linemen. Uh, it could be another situation where Oklahoma's led, uh, you know, uh, most of the way, and we'll find out again tomorrow night. It's going to be a, a huge decision, obviously, in <laughs> Monday. Well, the tweets either way are going to be unbelievable after this tomorrow mm-hmm. night. But, man, I appreciate you, my man. we got to get out of here for a break, and we'll All talk right, to you next week. Brandon Drum joining us, OU Insider. Break time right here. One more segment with our man Travis Davidson. Here at Riverwind on a Friday, uh, Friday. Uh, stay with us right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Counting Crows on the uh, Showplace Theater stage tonight here on a Friday night at Riverwind Casino. What a weekend we have in store here at Riverwind. Really, every weekend uh, at Riverwind is special. But uh, tonight, the Counting Crows on the Showplace Theater stage. Tomorrow night, we have Gary Allen with the final Beats and Bites show of the season. That will be happening on the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage tomorrow night. We also have the final drawings coming up for the 100K New Scene 17 celebration tomorrow night. Preliminary drawings 7 to 1130. 
And uh, then we have the grand prize giveaways just before midnight. Five lucky patrons are going to win at least $5,000 in cash. That is happening at Riverwind Casino. They've got great promotions also happening in the fall, beginning again um, this Sunday, as a matter of fact. The 50K Harvest Winnings promotion. Get out and play with your wild card. Mondays and Tuesdays for five times the entries in the 50K Harvest Winnings promotions. And then be here every Saturday in September for big-time drawings to win big-time cash and bonus play. Always something happening at Riverwind Casino. All right, Trav, we have uh, a couple minutes before we have to get out of here. We'll get locked in at the top of the hour. But uh, what are your thoughts on what Brandon said and uh, about this David Stone situation, which, again, all comes to a head with the commitment tomorrow night? Yeah, I mean – Brandon obviously knows this recruitment well. Um, he's been, you know, following it for years. Uh, Miami, you know, making a push. But like he said, they did with Devon Mitchell. I mean, that they were in it with Jaden Jackson and Wyatt Gilmore and James Nesta and everything like that. And it's always been the same result against Miami. I don't think this one will go much different to his point about the medical school. Um, the whole idea, he's a first-run talent. He wants to play in the NFL. I mean, I don't want to – I don't doubt that he could – you know, go to medical school, something like that. But that would it would have to be a post-career type situation. And uh, you wouldn't – you could go anywhere in the country after that. So I, I don't necessarily buy that so much. Um, I don't doubt that Miami's in, in constant communication. But as we see national guys nearly by the hour, it feels like at this point, continue to put crystal balls in, future cast predictions in over and over, guys that have – you know, known this, uh, known each side of it for a while. Ohio flipping from like Texas A&M, flipping from Michigan State. Even when Wilt Fong said it in his audio that Tyler clipped up, it's Michigan State still in this. Well, according to Michigan State's own insiders, no, they're not. So, you know, you you start peeling back those onions and you say, okay, why are people saying this, right? Why is Wilt Fong? Not changing his prediction, still saying Michigan State's in it, but Michigan State's insiders are already changing their predictions. I don't know. There's not a single prediction in for Miami across the entire industry, and in, in there's like 20 predictions in. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be a complete slave to the industry and the whims of predictions or the whims of 17-year-old five-star defensive linemen, but... I still think this is OU. I think it's always been OU. I don't think they've ever not had the lead in this situation. But I do understand where everybody gets a bit hesitant in this. I know David Hicks is still hurting a lot of people deep down. I know Williams Winery might be hurting people deep down. You know, a lot of people have lost faith in the staff to close out on five stars. That's fine. Uh, and For my money, I'm going to go with Clint Cosgrove and Steve Wilfong and Adam Gorney and Chad Simmons and all these people that seem to agree that David Stone will be in Oklahoma Sooner tomorrow night. There you go. The one, the only Ted Lehman has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, he, he always makes me feel super out of shape. There was a time when I was actually in shape, and uh, I, I used to see Ted at the gym. Um, and I was always afraid to go talk to him because I was afraid, you know, he'd, like, beat me up or something. But actually figured out that he's really a nice guy. But Ted's going to be coming up here in just a bit. 
Uh, and again, Travis, great job this week. We appreciate you, my man. Really good stuff. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see what happens tomorrow night. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Very interesting to see what happens. We know this. Monday is either going to be a celebration time. Uh, you know, I, I prefer celebration uh, day by Led Zeppelin to cool in the gang celebration. But uh, or it's going to be, you know, REMs. It's the end of the world as we know it kind of situation uh, coming up on Monday. But that, uh, that again, is going to be very interesting to see what happens tomorrow night in the reaction. All right, Riverwind tonight. You know what's happening. Counting Crows, Showplace Theater. And then tomorrow, the final Beats and Bites show of the summer with Gary Allen on the Coupe Works Beats and Bites stage. Get out, participate tomorrow night in the final drawings in the 100K New Scene 17 celebration. And everybody, have yourself a great Friday. We'll see you. For the latest recruiting and Sooner news, catch Tyler McComas and Parker Thune on Locked In. Weekday afternoons from 2 to 3, right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Tired of your current living situation? With a variety of locations and over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Every Home Creations home comes with enhanced included features such as built-in tornado safety features, quartz countertops, wood-like tile, and so much more. Live like a champion today by calling Holly of Home Creations at 405-364-9999 for more information. Home Creations. 